and we're live with Be Green with Amy. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Be Green with Amy. I'm Amy. In 2012, I adopted a whole food plant-based lifestyle. And since then, I have had fantastic health results as well as maintain my weight loss. Let's start by getting Jessica's introduction for our special guest. At 12 years old, Margaret was told by doctors that she would be in a wheelchair by age 30. Refusing knee replacement surgery, Margaret adopted a whole food, plant-based lifestyle. In 2010, Margaret lost over 100 pounds and traded in her walking cane for a hiking stick. Be Green with Amy welcomes Margaret Germain. Hi, Margaret, welcome. Hi, Amy. Good to be here. I am so glad you're here. Yeah, it's good to see you again. <laughs> yes, it is. We actually had an opportunity to spend different times at different events together. You actually had a radio show that you had me as a guest with my husband, Rick. And mm -hmm. now we get to turn the tables and you get to be a guest on Be Green with Amy. That's cool. Yes. It is. And one of the things that we have in common is that we both have adopted a whole food plant-based lifestyle kind of around the same time. I was in 2012 and I think you were in 2010, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. I was diagnosed when I was 12 with arthritis in my knees and was put on a restricted uh, exercise program. I wasn't allowed to take part in phys ed or ride a bike or anything like that. and. And uh, it's, it's always been a problem for me. Um, I remember early on, uh, my family, we had a tandem so that I could sit in the back. And when my knees started to hurt, I wouldn't pedal anymore. I just sit there. And that and I had in, in my first marriage, I had a tandem also. And we did the same thing. So it, I was always kind of partially handicapped there. I had to be real careful. And uh, I, this went along a long time and um, I don't know, do you want me to tell the whole story? <laughs> okay. I think there are a lot of people out there that are looking for answers. All right. Don't well, think there are was, the thing is a lot of times people uh, have problems with their knees, get osteoarthritis because of a weight gain. Mine wasn't that. I had it when I was 12 and I was a tall, skinny kid. So it was, it was a different type of process um, and it was early on. Um, but then as I got older, um, I had a pregnancy, a bunch of miscarriages. I, I gained a lot of weight, gained a lot of weight with my pregnancy and then after that. And um, found that at some point we were um, we were away at uh, Yellowstone and I couldn't I couldn't do it I couldn't see any of the stuff I couldn't do the stairs I couldn't do the trails I was when I was at work I was walking with a cane and I just I realized that you know I was I had become handicapped and I I needed to do something different. Um, I had been taking glucosamine chondroitin, the, uh, but it, it wasn't keeping up with it. it. It was just, 
I was getting worse. And um, in, what was it? It was more than, it was back like 2008. Um, my, my husband at the time was, um, went for his uh, Medicare checkup. His, his first, he was going into Medicare. And they found that he had really high cholesterol. Uh, he was thin, tall and thin, high cholesterol, heart disease. Uh, he'd already had a heart attack that he didn't know about. And um, the dad, they wanted to put him in the hospital. And he just, he came home and he wouldn't do any of it. Um, and at that point, he looked up um, dietary type of things. And, and he found out, um, I think it was Dean Ornish's program that he first uh, got involved with and um, started doing that. And his doctor had told him, he had fired him. The doctor had fired him. You're not going to do what we say to do. So we're not going to do anything. So he, he went vegan. He went plant-based at that point. And a year later, now I didn't, I was like, you know, yeah, I'm not doing that craziness. <laughs> I'm just going to walk with a cane. <laughs> Nothing wrong with me. <laughs> and um, at, at the, a year later, he went back to the same office, but a different doctor for his next checkup. And they actually said, we thought you were dead. We expected that you'd be dead uh, because his numbers were so terrible. And this a year later, after following this diet, his numbers were perfect. And um, so I, he was, he was kind of difficult because I wasn't vegan and I didn't want to do yeah. it. But I was, I was starting to kind of transition. Um, but I had, I had trouble with the diet. I had trouble with eating beans and, you know, I, and raw vegetables. I've got irritable bowel syndrome. And so trying to switch to a diet of vegetables and beans and all that, I, I just, I didn't feel like I could do it. So um, it took me um, a couple of years to transition from 2008 to 2010 and, and so then I decided that I would do this. And um, it, was, it was interesting that it wasn't the weight loss. I was 100 pounds overweight, but it was by starting the diet and um, doing some other things with that, that I was able to start walking again where I, I couldn't walk a half a block before that. And so by giving up the um, processed food, my headaches went away. Um, that was something I'd had for years and years, was very bad migraines. Headaches went away, which was an incredible thing. Um, and my knee, my knees, the swelling in my knees started going down, and um, I was able to follow a diet that over two years I was able to lose weight. But I was able to start increasing my exercise pretty early on with that. So, so that's amazing. I mean, you 
you had, I guess, arthritis, which isn't that supposedly degenerative, right? Yes, so that over time it gets worse. Yeah. And it you did. had said something about the there was well, first of all, you kind of touched about the bicycle, which seems like a really sad thing that you couldn't ride a bike when right. you were a kid, right? Yeah. You weren't allowed to. Yeah. But then the doctor was that when the doctor had forecasted your. That was when I was a kid. Yes, yes. That that my knees were that bad that I was going to end up in a wheelchair by the time I was 30. And I was headed that way, really. You know, I was, um, I, I had a, a late pregnancy. So that put a lot of weight on and, and put a lot of impact on my knees. But the thing is that even before that, my knees were just really bad. You know, it was, um, my knees are great now. I, I actually did, a, my, my son did, was a scout, and he did one of his scout things was to do a 50-mile bike ride. Well, I didn't do 50 miles, but I did 25 miles with him. So in one day, and I now I ride my bike an hour a day. That's one of the things that I do and I love. And I, I'm not taking any medication or I, I take some glucosamine chondroitin every once in a while, but I usually forget to take it because I don't have any problems, you know. I, I do, I do, I have a plant-based version of that that's a liquid form that, that helps me. But still, like I said, I don't even have to take that very often, you know. So the the I think that keeping the joints healthy by giving your body the the nutrients that you don't get in the standard American diet you you don't get them unless you're eating a lot of greens and uh, vegetable salads and and juicing is great if you can or like the Nutribullet and something that's micro it processes it out so you can absorb. Uh, as many as much nutrients as there are there. So you had the arthritis in your knees, but it sounded like you even, and you don't have to talk about them if you don't want to, but you kind of touched upon it. There may have been other, you had the headaches. So we had other things going on as well. Gosh. Yeah. I had migraines for, since I was a kid. And, and you know, I, I've worked two or three jobs my whole life. Yeah, I'm a musician. And so I've worked as a director of music in a big church, taught piano every day, uh, and and done, you know, public school music teaching and all kinds of different things and entertaining. And I'm still doing a lot of stuff. Well, not during the pandemic, but, uh, and I'm a harpist. So I, ha I carry a big harp with me a lot of the time. And that's heavy. Um, but you have to be in good condition to do all of these things. And I was struggling with uh, really bad headaches for many years. And when I stopped eating things that I thought were, he were healthy, that, you know, the good quality soups and good quality frozen dinners and all that, things that you would think would be good, you know? And, uh, I was having headaches, but I didn't know. I didn't know it was from that. If somebody had said, you know, stop eating these things, I would have said, oh, okay. Because the headaches were like three days a week where the medicine would just get it to the point that I could function, but they were still there. And when I stopped eating those foods, the headaches went away, you know, and they haven't come back 
So that's that's an amazing thing to me to to lose the headaches. And and another thing that's amazing to me is to be able to go in for my yearly checkup and have the doctor go, okay, good, 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 good. You got any questions? No. Okay, well, um, all right. Let's see. So how are you doing? Uh, <laughs> Making it like a social visit instead of Yeah, and it's exam. like you have to figure out what what to say, um, how to what else to do. You know, there's there's nothing nothing else, you know. So that's cool. And um, you want me to tell you about my latest success? Okay, tell us about your latest success. <laughs> well, I met my husband. Um, three and a half years ago. And when we met, he told me all, all of the problems that he had, you know, all the medical issues. And I had been, I'd been divorced about three years at that point and um, had dated a lot. And so I knew that guys my age are going to have all kinds of issues. And, and I talked to them about, you know, plant-based and all. And, and usually it was, you know, they kind of pushed me away. They didn't want to have anything to do with that. I was like, okay, you know, but so I met, I met Jamie and he told me the things that were wrong with him. And uh, we had a connection. We had met at a performance thing that I was doing and, and we already had talked. It wasn't like a blind date or anything. We already kind of liked each other. And, um, so he told me all these things, and I just said to him that I know the body can heal. My body has healed, and I know that yours can too. Um, the only thing was that uh, I asked him when, when we'd hugged, I could smell smoke on him. And oh. I said, are you a smoker? And he said, yes. And I said, I don't date smokers. And he, he waited about five seconds. And then he said, I'll quit. And, and two weeks later, he had quit. I never saw him with a cigarette. Oh and then um, we talked about uh, the diet. He was on a lot of medicine. He had... Uh, high blood pressure is on several medicines for that. And he was on a statin for his heart. Um, what else was he on? Uh, he's got rheumatoid arthritis. He's got a bunch of things going on. Well, he said, you know, if you cook for me, I'll eat whatever you make. He didn't, he didn't put up a wall and say, you know, well, I'm going to eat the meat no matter what. You can't take my meat away from me. He yeah. said he kind of put his life in my hands. And six months later, we were married. So, um, and I've been cooking for him from the start. And we went through his his kitchen and threw out all of the, the bad stuff and the things that he thought were good and not so much. And um, now he's off of everything except the low dose of uh, blood pressure medicine, which he had high blood pressure since his 30s. So uh, 
he he tends to need a little bit, but his blood pressure is is in the real normal area, and his cholesterol is under 160, which without any drugs, without any statin or anything, um, and um, he's not taking anything for uh, his immune system things, his psoriasis or anything. He'd been on. Um, prednisone and, and things like that for years and years. So he's really, he's doing great. So um, That is wonderful. I mean, just to get somebody to quit smoking for you is a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew it was special when he did that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that prednisone, I mean, that's a heavy duty drug yeah. and he was and, not just on it for a small amount of time. Right. It was a he long was on it for years. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. And, and well, he wasn't on it when he met me, he was already off of it, but he had a lot of problems without he didn't want to go back on it but he his skin was uh from the psoriasis you know you touch him and he'd bleed um his skin was really thin and itchy all the time he was broken out on his hands all over the place on his back and um his arms and um and and in pain from the uh rheumatoid arthritis uh, a lot and now his his skin is solid, you know, his and, you know, we went through a thing where we tried to do um, nightshade free, but that didn't seem so I reintroduced the nightshade. So it doesn't seem to be a problem for him. Um, but that was the only other thing that and we're, we're gluten free also and that that the gluten makes both of our joints worse. Um, when I gave up the gluten, that was another factor in um, controlling the arthritis. So, um, and I don't, I don't take any pain things. My knees are fine. I go out and ride my bike and I walk and which is, and, and we go hiking in the mountains and stuff. We, we do a lot of uh, traveling when there's no, not a pandemic and camping and all. So, but, but Jamie healing himself, you know, how many times do we meet somebody who we just want to help, but they're very resistant. They don't want to hear about changing the diet and, you know, you can't, you can't do anything, you know? And I think what you were doing with the whole food plant-based um, potlucks, that was, uh, Amy, I just have so much respect for you. I am, I'm in awe of, I know how much work all of this takes. And, and you're, you're great at, at really dedicating so much of your life and time to this. Because it's an important thing. And uh, Yeah, Margaret is talking about that locally. I started up a group. It was through Meetup. And then we joined the pod network. And I had told my husband, Rick, I think I want to start up a group, a local group that is whole food plant-based and that we can meet and support each other. And he really didn't think that anybody would show up because there's not many people that are vegan, much less eating in the way that we do. And so that's what Margaret is talking about. Oh, there's Jacqueline. Hi, Jacqueline. She says, I miss the potlucks. Yeah, we yeah. do too. It, it was a really a wonderful way to, but we still meet had virtually. 
Yeah, you had speakers and all too. It wasn't just yes. the potluck. You had programs, and it was. Yes. Uh, I know a lot of our friends that would go to that. They're not plant based, but they've been introduced to it through what you did, and that's that's an, an enormous change and and way of you know getting into people's lives that can help them in the future. You know, so yeah, yeah, it uh, is. It's difficult when you find somebody that, and you know they're suffering, and, and you know that this lifestyle could potentially at least give them some improvement, if not potentially reverse what they're going through. Yeah. And so many people are resistant. So I'm really glad that you were able to help him in, in all those ways. So what a blessing that you guys met each other and that you helped him heal. Which yeah, is just so it's, it's been it's been great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. So, it's nice to have a partner, spouse that that is supportive when you're trying to adopt this yeah. lifestyle. And it can be I I know of people that one spouse is adopted the lifestyle and the other isn't, and yeah, it can make it a little bit difficult. But that's what they do. So that's wonderful. You didn't have to work too hard at well, making that, that happen. Was, like I said, I, I dated a lot and I dated vegans. That was one of the first things. And, and it was just, there wasn't enough in common with, you know, the food you eat. That's a, that's a good start, but it wasn't enough, you know. And, and, and but, but Jamie and I clicked right from the start. And um, we just fell in love, like on our first date. And I, I, I just took his hands and I said, you know, you can heal. And because I've seen it, I felt it myself and I, I believe in this. And I, 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 like I said, I have great respect for you because you're shouting it from the mountaintops. And uh, <laughs> I'm just being annoying to my friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we have to do. <laughs> but, you know, you know. The, the weight that I lost too. And I read, uh, like I, I read a lot about weight loss and I read a lot about the things that people are going through with trying to lose weight. And I saw a statistic recently that during this pandemic, the average person has gained 20, has gained two to three pounds a month. So over this past year, a lot of people have gained 20, 30 pounds. And we know how difficult it is to lose weight, to um, to actually try to whittle down that. And so we know that most people aren't going to lose that. They're, they're going to stay at that high weight then. Uh, and that's, that's going to create more diabetes and more heart disease, high blood pressure, and all of these things that have been proven to be caused by the standard American diet. And, and so how do you reverse that? How do you, and the thing is that they'll say it over and over, diets don't work. And we know that's true, diets don't work, but lifestyle change works. And so instead of trying to eat less and less so that you can lose weight, if you change out what it is you're eating so that you can eat a lot of plant-based food. I mean, I eat a lot of food, but I know my calories are between 1200 to 1500 a day. And I track my weight, my, my food on my fitness pal. 
and my exercise and all. So I, I keep track of it pretty, you know, because I don't want to go back there. Um, but if you're eating sugar, salt, and oil-free, or pretty close to that, you know, I'm not completely 100% uh, so I cook with no oil. I don't add sugar. I use um, stevia. Um, no, but that things creep in, you know, but basically say 98% whole food, plant-based, sugar, oil, salt-free. Um, if you change things, instead of buying things that are packaged and processed to cook from scratch, this pandemic has, I have cooked every meal from scratch and it's it's been difficult at times, but I cook big batches of things and then I'll have things frozen that are ready to go. And um, I, I've got the latest books by uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Esselstyn and Dr. Um, Gregor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and a lot of good, good recipes in those things. And... Um, that's that's the only way to do it. I, I can't imagine um, trying to lose weight by being by restricting the um, the amount of food you eat. Like I said, I keep track of my calories so I know how many calories I'm eating. But I start my dinner with a giant salad, and by the time I'm e- I've eaten that salad, I'm pretty full anyway. You know, <laughs> um, right? But this is the kind of salad that. Ordinarily, other people would who be for a whole lifestyle. Yes, it would be for the whole family. Yes, and if they saw that bowl in front of you, they would be shocked and say, "Yeah, are you really going to eat that?" Absolutely, whole and it takes like a half an hour to eat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so by the time you eat that, you're already pretty full. And as I was saying at the beginning, I couldn't. When I started this out, I couldn't have salads. I, I would get really sick from having any kind of salad. There's still things like kohlrabi. Ooh, I had that once. That made me sick. There are still, I'm pretty sensitive to a lot of things. And I have to be careful not to try a bunch of new things. But um, I'm 99% of the time, I have no problems. You know, it's only something that something creeps in that I'm, my, my body isn't familiar with. And then I have to be careful. Um but so when I started, I wasn't able to have salads, but I had cooked food. I had big bowls of cooked vegetables. And that's something that if somebody doesn't like salads, you can still, you can, and and um, Dr. Furman says, you know, it doesn't have to be hard. You don't even have to use fresh everything. You don't have to do organic. You don't have to. You can make it as easy as possible. You can just get a bag of frozen vegetables, heat it up in the microwave if you want, and start with that. And one of the first things that I found that I could eat that was a a breakthrough for me was I was able to eat hummus and I didn't get sick. So once I was able to eat hummus, it's like, okay, that's beans. Then I was able to start eating garbanzo beans. And little by little, I was able to start having more things. And, you know, I, I would go through the Beano for a while, uh, you know, and I had to take that because I had so many problems with it. But, you know, people tend to give up when they get to that point. They give up and they say, oh, it made me sick. I can't eat vegetables and or I don't like vegetables. Well, if you say to yourself, 
I can do this. I need to do this. I don't like my life the way it is. What can I do to change? And I know that this will help me. And make a commitment. And that was the first thing I did was I made a commitment to myself to put myself first. Um, rather than putting my husband and my child first, I realized that I wasn't going to be around if I always put them first. I had to put value myself enough to put myself first. And that was just a little change in my mind uh, that I am worthy of doing what it takes to make myself well. And then um, to make a commitment to stay with the program and figure it out so that it worked for me uh, and not use any um, discomfort that, that I was having, I would just find something that I could eat. And like I said, I would get a bag of frozen vegetables. And one of the things I, I ate a lot of was the uh, frozen cooked squash that Publix has. And that would be my lunch for, you know, a lot of the time. Um, I never had a problem with that. So it's, it's finding things, even if you have some digestive issues, it doesn't mean you can't eat this way. It, and it doesn't matter if you're gluten-free, you can still do this. There's all kinds of things. We had Dr. Goldhammer from True North on okay. just a little while ago, because I asked him about that. I said, some people have digestive issues. Yeah. What would you recommend? And he basically, he talked a lot about what you're saying that sometimes the raw is just too much for somebody with digestive issues. So yeah. he advises going with the cooked and especially with the squashes. And so that was really interesting that you discovered this on your own. Well, I, I, I'd had these problems my whole life, you know, and um, I've had it so that I'd have a little piece of iceberg lettuce that I'd get in a taco. I'd say no, no lettuce in there. And they'd put some in there by mistake and I wouldn't catch it. Half an hour later, I'd be in excruciating pain. You know, it wasn't just a little gas. It was, yes. it was really serious. Right. And so I still, I don't eat iceberg lettuce. I mean, there's no reason to. Right. But That's I, I eat a lot of, in your mind. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I think I'm allergic to that. I have a real yeah, strong reaction to that. But I have right. a lot of romaine and spring mix. And I have a garden. I grow a lot of vegetables, a lot of a lot of salad greens in my garden. Um, and uh, they talk and, also about the gut microbiome too. Yes, absolutely. It, it, it sometimes takes a while, yeah, for, takes a while for it to populate to right. be able to digest these foods. Yeah. And so that's like what you said that you made that commitment because right. if you want your microbiome to change, you can't just try it for a few days and then it doesn't work. Yeah. You have to really be committed. And that's good that you did that. Right. And, you know, I taught piano. For since I was 15. So um, with that, I would, when I take on a new student, I would tell the parents, give me two years, make a commitment to, with your child that they take lessons for two years. Because if you, if you tell them, well, let's see how you like it. Well, it's a subject. It's hard, you know, Kids will, they'll, within two years, though, if they practice a certain amount, then by the time they've had lessons for two years, they're over that hump, and they've learned to love it, and they'll want to continue. But if you let them quit, because it's, you know, it's work, and it's something you have to do, and it's, it's easier just not to, then they'll quit. 
you know, I, I was made to practice and I ended up being a pianist and that's been my life. Um, and so I, I think making a commitment to something is an important factor. And, and it's not a short-term diet. It's not, well, let me see if I can lose 10 pounds from, for this. Let's look at what it's gonna do for your health, your, your general health, your health in every aspect of it. Uh, and and that's, that's huge. That's just amazing. So it's worth making that kind of a commitment to. I'm glad that you brought up the musical instrument because I think that is a wonderful analogy. For somebody that's never played an instrument, they have to practice a lot. They have to learn to read music. Yeah. And they do have to be, have a, a have to be maybe consistent. even, you have to be consistent. And for some things like guitar, piano, you have to really have limber fingers and be able to stretch them in ways that they're not used to. And here with this lifestyle, you have to learn about foods that you probably never heard of before, different vegetables, because most of us only know about tomatoes and iceberg lettuce. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? So yeah. we have to learn about vegetables I mean, or beans that we never heard of. And I really think it's a, a lot like learning a musical instrument. You just can't yeah. imagine that you're going to change your whole life overnight and learn how to prepare food and learn what are the things that you should be eating and should be avoiding and all those types of things in a matter of weeks. And I noticed it too from when I began and as the years went on, I became more knowledgeable and you really have to commit it because you said you put yourself first. And I think that's a really great tip for people. You really need, uh, and sometimes for women, that's difficult that's to put it, yourself yeah. first because if you really want to be giving to others, you can't be as giving if you are not in optimal health right. and happiness and your brain isn't happy too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I saw it happen to my mom and she was a caregiver. Uh, my father was blind. Uh, he was uh, a brilliant, uh, he was a, an attorney and he, he ended up uh teaching handicapped kids at, at Perkins School for the Blind. Um, but my mom had to care for him a lot. You know, she had to drive him around and everything. But uh, she put herself last. And when she was my age, she was, she's a lot shorter than me. I'm almost six feet tall. So, but she was 5'4". Um, she was probably 100 pounds overweight. Uh, she had breast cancer, ha, um, heart disease, she had angina, and diabetes at my age. And so 10 years ago, when I started this, I started thinking, you know, this is, and, and she died before she was 75. She had, uh, um, and the last 10 years of her life were no fun. She always put herself last. And uh, because she never felt worthy. Um, she didn't go to the doctor when she knew she had breast cancer. Uh, she brought my, my dad to the doctor for something else. And the doctor took one look at her and said, I'm not going to treat him until I look at you. And so, yeah, so he, he found it. And, and, but it had gone on, on check for a long time. So anyway, so... I knew I was headed the same way. And um, 
I knew I had to do something. I was already not able to walk and um, I was obese and uh, my, my blood pressure was going up. I wasn't on any kind of drugs for it yet, but it was up there. It was, it was kind of like, you know, and I was taking um, drugs for different things. And, um, and so that's why I say put yourself first, because I saw what happens if you don't. And um, I'm just, I, I feel bad for people who don't feel worthy that they are able to take control of their lives and make the changes that they need to do because they're so busy with one thing or another that they have to get fast food or they, they're pulled in so many different directions um, that they don't have time to think. Uh, and it, it just shows up in, in their diet, you know? We may have a picture, a before and after picture of you. Is that okay? Yeah, Can okay. Show that? Yeah. All right. Okay. We're going to yeah. show because I really want to see, look how beautiful <laughs> here you are. It's like you turn back the clock. Absolutely. You know, yeah. <laughs> in every way, not just in the way that you feel, but in the way that you're glowing and it's just like, it looks like you got younger. And yeah. it's, I think that's so inspirational. When was that before picture taken? The before was 2010 and that was in New Mexico. Uh, that was that big trip out to out west when we went to New Mexico and uh, Colorado and all. And um, that was when I was having a lot of trouble. And um, and then the, the second picture, that was a couple of years ago. Um, and I, I posted that one because that's from taken from the top of the St. Augustine Lighthouse, which has like 275 steps. And there is, I had been to the St. Augustine Lighthouse many times where my son and my ex would climb up to the top and wave at me. And I'd be like, yeah, bye, hi. I never thought that I would be able to climb to the top of the St. Augustine Lighthouse. That's why I've got this glow. It was, I did this. I was able to climb up there myself. And, and I just, that's why I'm glowing. And I've got my wonderful husband on my arm. <laughs> yes. But yeah, to, to go from not being able to go up a few steps, you know, and I learned to walk with my hips so that I, you know, uh, just kind of move your hips instead of, the, and my, my orthopedist, he wanted me to have my hip, my uh, knees replaced and his, uh, his advice then, I didn't want to do that. His advice was then just don't bend your legs. I'm like, oh, that's, that's helpful. He actually said, uh, this was quite a few years ago that when, when I started going to him, I was going to him for a long time. Um, and uh, he said that, wow, I've seen x-rays. Uh, this is looking at my x-rays. I've seen knees of 80 year olds that are better than yours. And I was what, 35, 40 at that point. And, and I was like, thank you. That's helpful. <laughs> oh, so I mean, how, I don't know how you didn't wind up in a funk of depression and not even care anymore at that point. Well, maybe there was some of that in there. I don't know. Uh, yeah. You know, I homeschooled and uh, my son is 25 now, but I homeschooled him all the way. And 
and I'm a musician. So sitting down, doing music, sitting down, homeschooling. I t we do a lot of field trips and stuff, but I, I couldn't do the things that other moms could do. And so, so much of my time was spent sitting, doing things, you know. But then um, after I lost the weight, oh, this is, okay, we were in, I, I took, um, I took him camping um, up into North Carolina and he and I camped out and we climbed a mountain. And uh, I don't remember the name of the mountain now. Um, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, and it was this treacherous trail up that, that was only the locals knew about it. It wasn't a, a, a well-worn trail. It was, it was one of those trails where you kind of go, this is a trail. This is, this is this is hard. This was climbing over rocks and jumping across things and all. And I remember him saying to me so clearly, "You didn't used to be able to do this, Mom. <laughs> That's for sure." And we climbed to the top of that mountain and took pictures up on there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. It's just so much kind of like a parallel to what you went through in your life on that. Yes. Up that yeah. Mountain. yeah. And, and you could and have given up and said, this is too hard. This is not a trail that's blazed and not many people do this. What, you know, you could have had so many excuses for, or yeah. all you know, turning around and saying, I don't want to do this, but you just kept going. You know, I was feeling empowered and, and being able to climb to the top of a mountain and then get up there. And it was this rocky top there that and looking out and and being able to see that you know i accomplished this it was just so empowering you know um i had gained regained my fitness and my health and my fitness and you know i it was wonderful you know and it's something that if you can do that and be able to show your kid that you can take yourself from the point of where you're really just a lump of nothing and turn your life around and they can see that you can do that, then they know that they can do that also. They know that they can come back from if they're feeling depressed, if they're feeling sad or lonely, if they've lost a friend, if they're, if they're hurt, that, you can change that you can change your life you can go on and and regain your health and turn things around so right and but you didn't just climb a guys. mountain you didn't climb a mountain overnight right you didn't get put your cane down overnight oh no no this it took With me your two, movement it took me two years to lose the weight uh, i was 100 pounds and it took me, and I, you know, people, I see people lose, lose that much weight in a year. And I, I there's, there's a, a factor of if you do it slower, um, you're more likely to keep it off because you're changing your habits that way. Um, and I had tried other diets. I had lost 30 pounds years ago. I had done the Atkins diet, the, um, um, high protein, which is kind of like a paleo, 
Yes, right. The paleo kind of thing. Yeah. And and I got kidney stones from doing that. So that was the end of that. That's one of the side effects for people who are kidney stones producers, which I didn't know I was. But doing that diet brought that on. Um, and and then I just gained the weight back, you know, within a couple of months. Well, I don't know, six months or so. But so it wasn't wasn't a lifestyle. It's not something that you can really continue and it's not something that's healthful in the long run and that's that's a really really important part of it is that it's right. maintainable for the long term and that you know i was reading something about that only three percent of people who lose weight keep it off and that's that's awful that's, I can't imagine gaining this all back and having to go through that and then gain the weight back again. But that's what happens with most people. And I think that's because they, they diet rather mm -hmm. than change their lifestyle. If you change your mm -hmm. lifestyle, which means changing the food you eat from a little bit of bad food to a whole lot of really good food, you know, uh, I... If I'm hungry, I eat something, but it's it's whole food, plant-based stuff, you know, and there's lots of it. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm a volume eater, too, and I just love the fact that I, it's not just carrots and celery. It's really delicious food because we find ways to make the food taste yeah. delicious, and we're eating different types of food that we never did before. Looks like we have a lot of comments here or questions. Okay. I wanted to get started on that, if that's all right. Mm -hmm. Let's see what we have. Okay, Marina M. Hi, Marina. About how many pounds a week did you lose? That's a good question. Well, okay, well, that would be math. <laughs> so I lost 100 pounds. It took me two years. So that would be about 100, I mean, a pound a week, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I suppose that maybe every week you didn't lose weight. Maybe okay. there was a week that you didn't what lose I anything. What I did was I would take it in stages. Um, I would kind of ramp it up and I did a lot of exercise. Uh, once I was able to start walking and riding my bike, I was exercising two hours a day. Um, I still try to do about an hour and a half a day um, just to maintain and to stay in shape. Um, but with the two hours a day and with when I was losing weight, I was more concerned about the higher, um, I'd eat primarily the lower calorie foods, the lower, uh, a lot of calorie salad food. and a lot of the uh, vegetables that are non-starchy vegetables. And I keep the starchy foods to about a half a cup a day and a half a cup of beans and a half a cup of whatever starchy things, rice. So what I would do was I'd, I'd do that for a few weeks and then I'd stop for a week and I'd, I'd just eat kind of whole food, plant-based normal and kind of a maintenance type of thing. And that's because the, if, if you stay on the trying to stay on the weight loss type of thing, you get burned out emotionally, but also your body needs time to adjust. And so you get down to a point and you, you lose a couple of pounds and then you say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to maintain for a week. 
and then you go back to to eating a little bit uh, more of the uh, lower calorie things and a little less of the, you know, so just switching things that way. But I, I right. had to be careful with with how, how much of the beans, you got to be careful with that if you're trying to lose weight. Um, and um, any of the starches, um, you know, you, you can't you can't have two cups of rice if you're trying to lose weight. You really can't. It's it's too much. You want to you want to keep it down to like a half a cup to a cup of like brown rice with with no oil or anything on it. You, you don't want to yeah. take your rice and fry it in oil. You don't want to do that. Because yeah, that's a lot of 120 calories a tablespoon. Yeah. You don't need the oil. Yeah. Kimberly. Hi, Kimberly. Do you exercise? If so, what do you do and how often? Yeah. Um, I ride my bike 45 minutes to an hour a day. And then I do... Um, I'll walk. We have a dog now. So I walk a half an hour. Um, I also do a thing. I did a C to 5K thing, couch to 5K. This I did this years ago, and I restarted redoing it um, during the pandemic. Um, if, if I wasn't able to get out, I'd actually do this little jog thing for a half an hour in my around my house inside, do a little figure eight thing. I, my husband, about for a while, my dog would chase me and that was kind of, but then, then she'd go like, not going anywhere. And she'd sit over in the kitchen and just kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what, and I, you know, I, I put on some music and, and I just, you know, do a little slow jog around my living room. And when I started out before I could exercise, uh, Leslie Sanson has, a. Uh, um, a walking video where you walk in place and you put it on the TV and it sounds crazy, but you just, that's all I could do to start out. I would just walk in my living room, just, you know, for as long as I could before I was able to actually get out and start walking. And then I'd walk around my yard and then I'd walk around the block and, you know, gradually built it up. Uh, I'm glad you said that because especially for somebody that has arthritis with their knees or, or other conditions that prevent them from exercising, of course they can't go climbing a mountain no. or, or no. jogging or whatever. But you're showing that you just built it up and even just walking in place for even if it was just for a minute, each day, right. each week that went by, yeah. you were able to build it up and then slowly just like you talked about with learning a musical instrument it doesn't happen overnight you, you make a commitment to, to do going. this yeah right and, and uh even though it was kind of boring it was something that was important to do and the other thing is just moving not not always it doesn't have to be always exercise it doesn't have to be aerobic exercise especially when you're starting out just not staying seated for a long time. Get up and walk around the room. You know, every 10 minutes, walk around the room. That adds up. And that was one of the things I did. I remember saying to myself, keep moving. Just keep moving. It doesn't have to be exercise. It can be just walking through your house. You know, take a little walk around, around the living room. Um, and doing that adds up. And I had made a list and a checklist of all the different exercises. I had like 20 different exercises that I could choose from. Um, and so there was always something that I could do, you know. 
um, I was always looking for some additional, like one of the things my husband has always done Tai Chi. And so sometimes we do that together. Uh, and that's, and, you know, like a little bit of ballet in my, in my kitchen, a little bit of yoga. And, you know, there's not a lot of yoga go with, with me, but there's a little bit of variety. And yeah, there are right. walking okay. videos. Right. Hello. Uh, there are walking videos on YouTube where you, you tour major world cities or attractions too. That's, That's a cool. great idea. Yeah. That is wonderful. That would be yeah. That really would be nice more fun just, than the stuff that I did. Yeah, yeah you didn't yeah. have that option when right. you began. Yeah. Okay, let's see. P. Wills also says, how did you handle social situations in the beginning? Yep, that's a big thing, isn't it? That was one of the things I had to come to grips with was the fact that I gained a lot of weight from social situations. Um, at where I was working, there were donuts a lot. And when there were donuts there, I would eat them. And I'd have a bear claw, then I'd have something else and something else. And um, I ended up having to just lock myself in my office until the donuts were gone. Um, I didn't have a lot of uh, willpower against things. This was early on at this point. I think I'd be able to, I, okay. So that was the don't that's if you're in a place where they bring food to your office and, and bagels, donuts, whatever, I have to stay away from them. I just cannot, I can't be around that, you know, um, because I'm gluten-free now it's, I've got a, a line in my mind. There's a, a fence. I can't cross that. Um, so I just know to myself that this will make me sick. You know, my joints will ache. Um, and I don't want, and it feels like I've got the flu when I have something like that. So why would I want to do that? So that's, that's what I have to stay away from situations that put me at risk for wanting to eat stuff like that. And then there are potluck dinners that are, you know, that friends would have. And what I ended up doing was, I would say, you know, I'd like to be with you, but I'll come after the dinner. I'll eat at home and I'll come after the dinner. And sometimes they put out desserts after whatever meeting we were having and all. And and I'd, I'd have, if there was food or something, I'd have it. But I have a hard time with stuff like that. And so I would stay as long as I could without eating. And then I'd say, I have to go now, you know? Yeah. And I, you know, your friends have, our society is very food-based and people tend to celebrate with things that are um, bad for them. And, you know, I just had a birthday and we had some uh, vegan ice cream and a vegan chocolate cake, but that's for my birthday. I don't buy stuff like that for all the time, even though it's vegan. And, and it's, you know, I, uh, you have to decide what you can have and stick to it the best you can. Um, and try not to put yourself in social situations that are 
are bad. Now, if you're if you're transitioning to being whole food plant based, uh, and that's that's the main thing. Bring your own food. You know, if you're going to something or if you're going to a restaurant, there's a lot of restaurants have things that you can eat that, uh, you know, and um, it is a problem, though. Yeah. Right. And it's just going to your commitment. Yeah. And you really have to be committed to your health. And it's, yeah. it's not easy. And, but and really at the beginning, you know, especially if you have a weight problem and you're trying to lose weight, you, you really, you got to stay away from things that are going to make it more difficult. You know, yeah. I, I really, I, and I told my friends, you know, I can't come to this while the food is here. Cause I know I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to eat and it's going to be too much. And it's going to be the food that I shouldn't be eating. And the thing is, it's not just once a year or something. If it was that, it wouldn't be a problem. But these are things, potluck dinners, just that's what my friends have. Everybody's having potluck dinners. Everybody's having all kinds of stuff. And um, so I, I either bring the food that I can eat myself or I eat at home and then go late. You know? Okay. Good advice. Andrew W. Hi, Andrew. What do you do about cravings? I yeah, eat. this is a real thing. Yeah, I, I eat. And the thing is with cravings, uh, you don't get too many cravings if you eat a lot. And if you eat enough, like I have oatmeal with berries and stuff in the morning, and that, that carries me over for a long time. And then, then we'll have like a bean burrito or something for lunch uh, and, and maybe with a side of uh, boiled potatoes or some rice or something. And then if I get hungry, I'll have an apple. Cravings. Um, I think that the best way to, to, to fight that is to always have stuff available that is good for you. That's not like, okay, I can't keep peanut butter in my house. Now, this is something that, um, happened recently with, with my dog, um, she was locked in the garage for a while cause we had to go out and, and I had my jar of peanut butter in kept in the garage because I can't keep it in the house because it's, it's a food that calls to me and I can't have foods that call to me in my kitchen where I'm going to see them. And so that's kept in the garage. Well, somehow she got it and it was plastic jar and she pried it open and she ate the whole, it was like a almost full jar of peanut butter. She had her tongue down in there eating the whole jar of peanut butter. And you know, I identified with that. Because that's cravings. That's that's being a food addict. That's saying, you know, I don't have any control over this. And so we have peanut butter, but I only have that when I make something that needs peanut butter as part of a recipe. And then I put it either in the garage or my husband has it and he hides it in his office. And any of the foods that I find that I shouldn't have, that I can't resist, I don't keep them in the kitchen. I, my husband has some someplace in his desk or they're in the garage or my son has stuff. So that's how I deal with that. Hi, Carol. What do you usually eat for breakfast? Oatmeal, uh, 
oh, just uh, old fashioned oatmeal. My husband cooks me breakfast. And so, and then we put frozen berries in it and ginger and a bunch of spices and uh, ground flax seeds. Um, and that's pretty that much every good. day. Yeah. Kristen, what do you eat when you are hiking? That's a really good question because we travel, we hike, we camp. Yeah. Um, I guess I, well, we have a camper that um, we bought because we're whole food plant-based. Because the first year that we traveled together, we ended up eating in restaurants and it wasn't, it wasn't food that we could eat. And we did a lot with relatives and stuff. And uh, we bought a camper. And so I do all the cooking like I do at home in the camper. And we don't go on hikes where we're going for hours and hours, you know, where I would have, um, let's see, I remember it's been so long since it's been a year since we've done any serious hiking or anything, but I, I get um, roll-ups that are um, like uh, gluten-free um, sweet potato roll-ups and I'll put hummus and um, string greens in the roll-ups and wrap them up and bring them with us or nuts. Uh, pistachios are pretty low in oil um, and they're really good for your, your blood and all that. They um, help your, and lower your cholesterol. So uh, pistachios are good. Um, and that's, uh, so that's, yeah, much, that's good yeah. suggestions. See, hi, Christy. How long did it take you before you were able to walk without a cane? Oh, gee, I, I don't really, maybe six months, you know, um, but it wasn't a real long time. It, um, and I was, I was walking in the house, I was doing the the walking in place stuff, um, but yeah, it didn't it didn't take that long. That's really encouraging. Your story, Margaret. You just don't know how many people you're going to be helping with this because I mean, not just the weight loss, not just with arthritis. I mean, there's just so many things that you went through and you came over to the other side, and you're not any different from anybody else yeah in that you just had to make up your mind to have that commitment and right. i think that that's just the best answer is just have that commitment and and seeing what you could do i think you really inspired so many people and i really want to thank you for coming on and sharing your story and thank you for encouragement and suggestion from t wills let's see you are you're touching all these people's lives colleen sadly she's talking like she knows me, I take care of others before myself. That's yeah. right, Colleen. And you're not going to—you're not going to be alive or healthy enough to help anybody. I realize. And that. Annette says, "Thank you." I'm yeah. getting goosebumps because see, you're—you've got that ripple going on here. You are touching Jacqueline's given hearts, so you are touching a lot, a lot of people. And I'm so glad that you came on, and the time kind of well, flew by. But you yeah, really a little, a little humiliating, but what the heck? Well, you had a wonderful poem. And I'm going to post oh. that in the show notes. I wanted to say a phrase from the poem that I liked was limitations aren't always 
what they seem. That was a line from your poem. So you guys are going to have to read this poem because that's inspirational too. I'm going to have that in the show notes. So thank you so much again for coming on. Is there anything else that you might want to add to talk about as far as what you're doing? Well, people can, um, they can contact me. I don't know if you want to put my email or anything. We'll have your your website. Okay. So it's margaretjermaine.com. Because this is also going on a podcast, so this way they can hear that. But we'll also have that in the show notes. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Jessica is going to announce our next guest. Coming up next on Be Green with Amy live. Hear how Mike Young avoided cholesterol medications by adopting a whole food, plant-based lifestyle. Learn his tips and hacks and how Mike used his knowledge and passion for this lifestyle to create his nonprofit organization, aplantbaseddiet.org. Join us Wednesday, April 7th, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on Be Green with Amy live. And I wanted to thank that was Jessica from Just Tosse Voice. She did the countdown and she did all the promos for us. And she does voiceover and that's great. There's somebody in the background that I wanted to thank too. And that's our engineer. (laughs) We have Rebecca from PKA Sols. And she's been engineering in the background, making my job so much more fun. So I didn't have to click and push buttons. (laughs) I also wanted to thank all of you for being here too, because if you weren't here, we wouldn't be. So please click like, subscribe, share this broadcast. There's a lot of people out there that you can help just by doing that. Until I see all of you guys again, remember, be strong, be well, and be green. (laughs) Bye.